You're listening to Trafficked from WYSO. I'm Lila Goldstein. Are you hungry? Are you good? You safe? It's after okay, sundown, safe, and Esther Flores okay. is driving around Columbus in her red van, nicknamed the Love Bug. A bandana covers the top of her curly head of hair, and her mask is decorated with the word love. Oh, that's my girl. That's my girl. That's my girl. Flores is the founder of the nonprofit One Divine Line to Health. Part of the group's work is providing food, clothes, condoms, and Narcan to women selling sex on the streets of Columbus. And I'm here tonight because I want to meet with some of the people directly affected by Ohio's anti-human trafficking efforts. Part of the state's approach is arresting people for selling sex. Some state officials say this is a way to identify and help trafficking victims. But there are also experts who argue that this conflates sex work with human trafficking. And it can even make people more at risk of being trafficked. Flores is my guide to what things look like on the ground in Columbus. Say hi to her and see if there's anything I can give her from here. She maneuvers her van down an alleyway on the city's west side. And she spots a woman she's known for two or three years and pulls over. The woman recently managed to stay off the streets for six months, but now she's back. And and I wasn't trying to come back out here, period, but I don't, I didn't know nothing else. She'd ordered her social security card and birth certificate and wanted to find a job. But now she's living out of a car. Flores starts showing her clothes in the back of the van, and soon the woman breaks down. I want you to cry. You're going to make me cry. (laughs) You are a fighter. You are one of the bravest women out here. You know that. Flores offers to help her get into recovery if she's ready. If I went in help, like, real soon, where would I go? You would make a phone call for me? Yeah, of course. Flores is critical of police arresting the women she works with. She thinks charging people for selling sex makes them more vulnerable because they end up with a criminal record and limited options for employment. Flores believes in meeting women where they're at by providing them with their basic needs. She builds relationships with them. Then she's a resource when someone wants to get into recovery or get access to health care. She says getting arrested is not what these women need. Because most of our girls have, you know, drug paraphernalia, soliciting loitering, um, you know, petty theft. So you have a crime record, you know, and how can you get a decent place to work? How can you obtain a decent place to, to, um, to live? In Ohio, when police arrest people for selling sex, it's sometimes described publicly as an anti-human trafficking effort. But sex work and sex trafficking are not the same. In sex trafficking, someone has to be induced to engage in commercial sex by force, fraud, or coercion, or be under the age of 18. But some groups in the state use the terms almost interchangeably. In January, the Ohio Attorney General's office put out a press release claiming that eight women were rescued in a human trafficking sting. But according to police, only two of the women were even suspected of being trafficked. All eight women were arrested. So in this case, rescued meant arrested and charged with soliciting for prostitution. 
I usually show a couple pictures when I do a presentation of what rescue looks like. Celia Williamson is a professor at the University of Toledo who studies human trafficking. A dog being rescued, you know, out of a fire, a hand going into the water to rescue somebody who's drowning, for instance, you know. And then I show a picture of a kid, a 16-year-old sitting on a bed with handcuffs. So one of these things is not like the other. And it's like, but we keep calling it rescue, but it looks like arrest. And arrest is what happens when you've done something wrong. She says for people selling sex on the street, whether they've been trafficked or not, they don't deserve to be criminalized. Instead, they need services. But Ohio Attorney General Dave Yost says arresting people is a way to get them access to those services. Having the oversight of the court with the, the carrot and the stick of services and potential jail time is just indispensable to helping them get to the point where their brain can rewire, develop new habits, uh, and have a chance at sustained sobriety. He says he understands the argument that victims of human trafficking shouldn't be arrested. But I've also seen work in places like the catch court here in Columbus, um, and they rely upon the potential of jail time hanging over the head of the survivor to help keep her focused. Catch Court in Franklin County, where Columbus is, is one of Ohio's specialized court programs for victims of human trafficking. Participants get mental health and substance use treatment, and they can end up serving less jail time. But only 72 people finished the program since it started in 2009 through 2020. One analysis found that 90% of those accepted were white. And only four other counties in Ohio even have these programs. Yo says while he knows human trafficking and prostitution are two different things. At the end of the day, though, uh, I have no problem uh, classifying uh, prostitution charges within the rubric of human trafficking because uh, they become one and the same. But what might seem like a semantic difference has actual consequences. That's according to Bridget Carr. She's the director of the Human Trafficking Clinic at the University of Michigan Law School. Every time we claim we're doing human trafficking sting, when really we just arrested a bunch of folks for prostitution, we're making labor trafficking invisible, and we're also not actually caring about um, sex trafficking. She says arresting people doing sex work by choice makes them more vulnerable and can help traffickers who want to identify vulnerable people. Plus, she doesn't buy the notion that arrests are the way we should be giving people services. This idea that you have to be arrested to get access to these services was created by us. It's not set in stone. It wasn't part of what happened when the earth was formed. This was created by us as a community. We decide how folks access these services. What's up, girl? We're open till um, a few more hours. At a drop-in center Flores opened this year in the hilltop area of Columbus, she's rounding up women for a hot meal from the front porch. There's chicken and vegetable soup and cupcakes donated by a local bakery. Okay, come on. All right, baby. Flores chats with a woman who goes by Tia, who just finished eating. She's bundled up in a red Buckeye scarf, smoking a cigarette. She tells Flores... Speaking from experience, 
getting arrested for prostitution doesn't help. It makes the situation even worse because now you, where we were able to take care of ourselves, now we ain't here starving because we can't even take care of ourselves. So why put us in a worse situation? Yep. Yeah, so incarceration is not, is not, is not rehabilitation for this population that we're working with. They, ha they need to have a choice. They need to have a place where they can feel comfortable, talk, cry, get mad, anger. And when they're ready, we can take them to, the, to a place. Tia tells me she thinks the police should focus on other forms of crime instead of doing large sweeps arresting people for selling sex. Those police operations are sometimes described as a way to help sex trafficking victims. She wonders, why aren't there sweeps instead for people doing violent crimes? They sit and, oh, we rounded up 153 prostitutes, but y'all not once said nothing about rounding up murderers or rounding up rapists. And they out here every day, they getting away with what they want to do because they so worried about messing with us. I wanted to look into these large law enforcement operations Tia was talking about. So I requested the records for a recent one where Tia was charged with soliciting. But when I read the press release from the Ohio Attorney General's office, it didn't call her a prostitute and it didn't say she was arrested. It said she was a human trafficking victim, rescued by police, along with 108 other trafficking victims. And that's what first got me thinking about how these big stings play out and who they impact. So you want to go in the back yeah, and get some stuff? That. Yeah, because I'm going to Tia finishes her cigarette, and a few others get ready to leave. They head to the parking lot behind the drop-in center. And Flores gets back behind the wheel of the love bug to take them back to where they need to go on the street. On the next episode of Trafficked, we're taking a deep look at Ohio's human trafficking stings. Police are conducting large-scale operations across the state where they say they rescue sex trafficking victims. But what ends up happening a lot of the time is people selling sex are set up by undercover officers and they end up with criminal records. As soon as he went in the bathroom, the door flung open, the cops came in, they like told me to put my hands behind my back and I'm standing there naked, I said, can I put my clothes on? What actually happens to those quote unquote, rescued trafficking victims? That's next time on Trafficked from WYSO.